Welcome to Transmissions, where we talk all Hasbro, Takara, and third-party Transformers. On this episode, we grind some gears, seek out a new statue, and are retailers fed up with Hasbro's pre-order system? Today is Wednesday, January 24th, 2024, and this is episode 574 of Transmissions. Welcome to Transmissions, the podcast that needs more cowbell. I mean, we mean Charles. Um, I'm your host, Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. I'm joined by my excellent Transmissions team, Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. It's just me. Yeah. I'm it, here. I, I pointed the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> you, you did. I don't My camera's messed. I don't know. Am I supposed to point this way? Yes. Because you're this yeah. way for me. Yeah, I know. You point the opposite so, direction. Hey, look at you <laughs> over here. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, Charles is out this week. I can't remember why. He probably had some secret mission or something. I don't know. Let's talk Transformers. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. Charles, uh, he decided he's uh, he got called away at the last minute, uh, and uh, he's gone. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we don't know what's going on. It's a secret hush-hush kind of thing. We're just telling everyone that's, uh, you know, that listens to the show, but, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's an important guy. Those yeah. double doctors don't, uh, you know, they can, they can be called away at a moment's notice. I know. Emergencies and all, right? It's probably some emergency surgery or something. I mean, you gotta, yeah. All right. Well, um, you'll have to deal with me and Daryl this week. Uh, yeah, sorry. As always, we get started by thanking our Donatrions, who are the awesome people that donate and help keep this podcast going. Uh, we appreciate all of you. And if you want to become a Donatrion, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support. And when you do that, you get access to a lot of great things like our uh, exclusive show, We Like Big Bots, featuring Daryl and Dr. Pants. And we have, what, 12-ish episodes up now? The, the latest, yes, twelve ish. Yep, the latest just went up with you guys talking about Grimlock. It is. It's right. Yep, we did. We talked about Grimlock, and uh, we had some fun with that one. He's uh, he's a very popular character. Uh, definitely one of those ones that uh, gets um, gets a, a toy seemingly every go around. Uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, he's he's pretty fun. And uh, yeah, we dug into Grimlock pretty. Uh, uh, pretty good. I think uh, we all we both had uh, some pretty cool figures for him. Awesome. Uh, and we also have our exclusive. Um, well, it's not really exclusive, uh, but the Transformers Empire of Rust, our our live play RPG podcast. Uh, it's exclusive. Well, nobody it, else has it. Okay, it, but it's not a Patreon <laughs> exclusive. Uh, right. Yeah. Donatrons just get it early uh, when the regular show comes back, but. Right now, we're yep. still on the Rustford Files. Episode 9, Do Transformers Dream of Rising Cranes, is the most recent episode. And you can grab that at transmissionspodcast.com slash rust. And uh, the, the main Empire of Rust uh, story will be returning, uh, I think, in a few weeks. So um, check that out. And then uh, we also have our exclusive cover of the new Skybound Transformers number one uh, with cover art by EJ Sue. And you can get that at our website, transmissionspodcast.com. And when you're checking out, if you meant there's a option there to say TFCon LA pickup, if you're going to be at TFCon LA, you mm -hmm. can save on shipping and uh, make Charles and Daryl have to carry a lot of books with them. Uh, to LA and they will hand it to you personally. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, we thought we'd have that as an option since uh, both Daryl and Charles are going to be there. So if, if you want one, um, do that. And I think, you know, I mean, you might be able to pick up one from them directly at the show. If, if you know, you just want to give oh, yeah, them for some sure. money. Yeah. We'll be there. We'll have some books. Uh, and and EJ Sue is going to be there so you can get him to sign it. Damn right. That's what I'm planning to do. Yeah. All right. And then uh, finally, if you are in the need for uh, stickers or um, a lot of kind of little accessories for your figures, go to toyhacks.com and you can save 15% by our code 
Big Bot 24. This is uh, good for the month of January. This code can be used with robo points, but cannot be combined with other discounts, meaning that usually if they have a discount going, it's probably better than the 15%. But uh, check that out. Toy Hacks is awesome. And, um, you know, the 15% goes a long way with buying, you know, a bunch of stickers. Mm-hmm. So I think that is all we have right now. So let's get into our toy news with some quick hits. We're going to start off today's show by talking about something that appeared while we recorded last episode. So it's pretty old news by now. Uh, but this thing is pr- uh, a pretty cool figure and I'm excited to get it, my hands on it. This is uh, Legacy United Gears. So this is G1 Gears. And uh, the, this is going to be under the Legacy United uh, banner. It's a deluxe figure. And uh, we are getting our first looks at this figure. And I am just thrilled that we are getting this figure because um, the Legacy line and the all the previous lines, ever since they, the Hasbro people started doing these mini bots in deluxe scale, uh, they have been absolutely killing it. And, uh, I am, uh, you know, I'm in love with these, uh, these little mini bot figures. Um, you know, I do wish more people had access to Cosmos. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir here, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, it's great that, uh, gears is becoming available. Uh, I'm sure that, uh, uh, we'll get some more figures. Um, who is gears mold mate. I'm just trying to look here. Um, yeah, I'm just. Why can't so Swerve? No, they didn't just Swerve yet, have they? Outback was it Outback? No, Outback was Brawn. Uh, it was Swerve. I think you're right. It was Swerve. Okay. So well, yeah, they haven't yeah, announced we'll, a Swerve yet. They haven't. So we'll probably get a Swerve. Um, so that'd be kind of cool. And yeah, so yeah, it'd be uh, be nice to get uh, another figure out of this same mold. But uh, yeah, no, I'm ex- very excited for this. It looks fantastic. So yeah, uh, G1 Swerve, uh, Legacy United, and uh, should be coming out soon. Those are joint gears. But yeah, you what just did said I say? Swerve. Jeff? Oh, I'm sure it's coming out soon too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we've been we've mentioned that a a new Autobot multi-pack is coming soon. And we have um, some early pictures of the first figure from that pack. And this is Trailbreaker. And um, I think this looks really good. I think we have, let me get the right window here. Um, is this, this is the only picture we have. Okay, sorry. I thought that we had more pictures. That was different. Um, Right? I think so. Yep. No, no, we had additional images. I don't know why I didn't have that come up. There we go. These were better pictures. Hmm. So so this um, Trailbreaker, I mean, he looks really good. They obviously have the Trailbreaker name back. I think they've had one or two other releases since that happened. Yeah. Um, it hasn't been trail cutter for a while. Yeah. But I think this looks really cool. Um, and which version is this next to? So this was, is the, uh, um, Earthrise. Yeah, I believe so. I can't remember what it was the in Kingdom. that, uh, that, uh, trilogy there. That's when, uh, it came out. Okay. I think it was a uh, kingdom or oh, Earthrise. Kingdom, yeah. one of the, one of those two. So this is obviously based off of that. Um, very a lot of yeah. similarities, but the colors are, are a lot more cartoon accurate. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're looking for a, a cartoon accurate Trailbreaker, this looks like it's going to be right up your alley. Um, so I, I've always kind of liked the Trailbreaker figures that they've put out. So this one might be one I go for. Right on. All right. Well, up next we've talked we've got a uh, a new pre-order that's available and this is the uh um like an action figure uh statuey thing and I think they're they're yeah, they're high they're high articulated or highly articulated uh, action figures but uh, non-transforming and these are um the MDLX uh Skywarp figure. 
and it, it looks very good. This is, I think, the second. I don't think they've done the... Uh, have they done the other two? I know they've done Starscream. Have they done uh, Thundercracker yet? I can't remember. I don't um, remember. But uh, anyway, this is uh, it's uh, approximately 20 centimeters tall or 7.8 inches uh, for all you Neanderthals out there. Um, it is 50 points of articulation, which is insane. That is crazy. 50, 50 points of articulation. And uh, it's uh, it's looking to... Uh, I. I do we have a, uh, I'm going to see if we've got a, um, uh, like a price here for it. So it the was, poses in these pictures are just amazing. They're great. Yeah. So 119.99, uh, us or, uh, 164.99 Canadian. So yeah, if you're interested in this, it's definitely up for pre-order right now. Um, it looks great. The colors are fantastic. Um, very, very poseable. My yeah. biggest complaint uh, is just the feet, just the way they look. It, oh, just, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I guess with with a G1-looking uh, seeker, I kind of just want the flat-looking feet. Right. There's a little stylized action going on here, you know, definitely a little a little of their style, the uh, um, the 3-0 style there. But, yeah, uh, yeah no, it's very cool. And uh, if you're into uh, highly articulated figures, this is definitely one of them. And it's not too crazy priced. So, yeah, take a look at that if you're interested. All right. Uh, next up, we have uh, from Robot Toys images of a color prototype of their new RT01 Caesar, which is a legend scale Optimus Primal. And this thing is just crazy how they were able to get all this in the legend scale. This thing looks amazing. So, this is a classic. Um, Beast Wars style Optimus Primal, not really the movie style or kind of maybe a little mix of the two, but mostly the animation and it just, it looks great. It, he, it has the double swords and he has even the skull mace and a mutant face uh, to kind of go by like the original toy and looks mm. like he has a couple different faceplate options if you want the lips or no lips. And uh, I don't know if they've already done the Megatron, but they have it here next to it. So that might've come out already. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think this thing looks really great. See here, robot toys. No robot hero. Um, I don't oh, see no, them. The Megatron is RT zero two tyrant. Uh, as you see here. Ah, okay. So uh, obviously that's a prototype as well. Gotcha. So, but I mean, well, something to look forward to. Yeah, Legend of Scale Beast Wars figures are not something that I realized I wanted in my life, and I do. All right, I gotta say, I like the Megatron more than the uh, Optimus Primal. Yeah, here's um, one for Beast Mode where Primal's hugging Megatron from the back. Yes, this is nice. It's a nice hug. Yeah. So, anyway, these are these are really great. Very cool. All right. And lastly, we've got a teaser announcement. So this was up on uh, YouTube. And this is a teaser from Robeson. And I don't know what they could be talking about here, but uh, they have an, uh, a little, a very short little video uh, where they, uh, they talk about the, an upcoming figure. And uh, this is... Um, it uh, it has a uh, uh, a leader of the Decepticons flair to it. Um, yeah, it uh, it definitely looks like it's Megatron. What's uh, in the title of the video? <laughs> <laughs> Shh. I was trying to keep it, uh, you know, a little a uh, little mystery to it. But uh, what do you? I mean, the big question is going to be: Does it turn into a gun or does it turn into a tank? It's going to turn into a tank. It's going to be mean, a tank. Because it's going to be remote controlled, it's going to have the same stupid app, and you're going to be able to drive it around. Um, so yeah, this is going to be a tank Megatron, and uh, it's going to look G1 kind of. I, I think it's going to be great. It's, I mean, their uh, Grimlock and Optimus have been good. I think they learned some stuff that they applied with the Grimlock. So hopefully they, you know, this will be even better than both of those. Hopefully it'll be able to stand when it's powered off. 
no chance. Yeah. What, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they did release that Bumblebee that does not transform. Yeah. Do you think there's a chance that they do this one as a non-transforming figure? And, no. and it goes as being, you know, G1? I don't think the Bumblebee was labeled flagship. I think the flagship ones oh, are all okay. transformed. Right. Like Grimlock is a flagship. Very, very good point. Yeah, but uh, I'm looking forward to this, and you know we're going to get the Frank Welker voices and stuff, and that's just right. going to be fantastic. Yeah. You know, maybe if you see him in TFCon LA, ask about it. If I get a chance to ask him about something that I don't care about, then I will. Okay. <laughs> Did you mention April 2024? Really? Yeah. I mean, it's That's pretty soon. soon. It's pretty soon, actually. Yeah. So they've been working on this thing for a while. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. That's awesome. Right on. All right. Well, I think that is all our quick hits. So let's go into a, a discussion topic. And this is something that I found on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if you remember what Twitter is. That it was a website. That I can I have no remember. It's crazy. It, yeah, they renamed it to some character. Um, anyway, this, this is. Um, it was from an account, uh, Dia Brave Sid, but he, uh, they shared. Uh, um, a post from Kapow Toys. I think this looks like it's a Facebook post, but Kapow Toys is a, a toy retailer in the UK. Mm-hmm. And uh, what Kapow is telling people is that they are not going to be taking pre-orders for Tidal Wave because uh, basically because they've been burned, I think, for from all the Titan class figures. Um, you know, they say that Tidal Wave is going to have a, suge- a suggested retail price of 224 uh or essentially pounds. 225 pounds. Um, and that Hasbro wants people to pre-order this. Uh, I think the assumption is that they're with this run. I think I saw someone speculate that they're not going to be overproducing it, but um, what Kapow is saying that all of these last um, few Titans going back, uh, you know, black Derek, Cybertron, Metroplex, Nemesis, Ark, Autobot Guardian have all appeared at other retailers half price or less in under six months of their release. With, uh, they say Black Zarek was as low as uh, about 70 pounds from a store. And obviously, if you're Kapow Toys and you have to, you know, buy it and try to sell it at the full retail price, you've just been burned over and over again. So, they're saying that they're not going to be pre-selling Tidal Wave, and if it's available at clearance, then they're going to try to get it at that point and sell it at a more reasonable price. And I don't know. I thought this was something interesting to talk about since we've all seen at, you know, like the Rosses or I don't know what your equivalent is up uh, in Canada, but these discount chains that get the overstock from other retailers and just sell it at a different or at a discount. And, you know, it, it's obviously hurting like a pal toys. I'm sure it hurts BBTS, uh, TF source, mm-hmm. all these other retailers. Uh, so, I mean, what else can a retailer like those, those, um, you know, specialty re- retailers do other than just not stock the toy, which is also going to hurt them. I'm sure. But, you know, they're, having to make the business decision. But uh, Daryl, what, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I'm just looking it up here. Um, so uh, I did a quick conversion. Uh, so 225 pounds, British pounds converted to us dollars is $286 and 15 cents. Um, and that is actually cheaper than the Canadian pre-order price of 299 Canadian dollars um, that uh, converted into us is much less. Um, so, uh, so yeah, the, uh, um, I, I guess what I'm saying is that the, the, I guess the British are getting charged a lot more than yeah. the Canadian. Um, let me just do a quick uh, conversion and- on that one too. Um, 
It was a Canadian. So two ninety nine. Come on. Yeah, and they also oh, mentioned here gosh. while you're doing that that yeah, yeah. Hasbro um thought that they would be able to pre sell about two hundred units of Tidal Wave, even though they've communicated to Hasbro that the last two releases were overpriced and they had l- mm. no interest outside of you know the the uh, completest collectors. So yeah. they're seeing this as kind of abuse of the market. For sure. And yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know even when it even Hasbro Pulse marks it down and they can't really compete with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Canadian retail uh pre-order price it, uh converts to two hundred and uh twenty-three dollars and forty cents US. Uh which is insane that it's it's a whole like forty bucks uh no six, almost sixty bucks. Uh it's over sixty dollars uh more expensive to uh pre order it in uh in the UK. Yeah. Um the uh I mean, we've kind of seen this before and we've talked about it uh, a number of times over, over the last few years. Um, the Titan class figures, um, were super, super prevalent in the early years. Yeah. Um, and then they went, you would see them. I remember, uh, the posts with, uh, um, the generations thrilling 30 Metroplex. Uh, skids and skids of them were at Costco because you, they, they were that. just dumping them there, yeah. which is insane now because these things are worth over $500 a piece and they were dumping them for like a hundred bucks a shot, which is insanity. Well, I still um, have the Trypticon. I got, um, Charles picked one up at Ollie's for me for, I think 60 bucks. Uh, I still haven't opened it. Don't have room. <laughs> Well, that's the kind of the point that I'm trying to make is that, you know, as these kind of, you know, these releases kind of kept going, it seemed that Hasbro kind of smartened up and said, okay, well, you know, we're making too many of these figures. Let's make less of them. Uh, and we can, um, we can charge more, right? Cause people, the same number of people are going to buy them, but there'll be less and we won't end up saturating the market with them and they won't end up getting discounted ending up in all these you know these discount locations um because with figures like predaking and um i think it was predaking and omega supreme and uh and scorponok uh they all seemed to just kind of vanish when the pre-orders were done and everyone kind of got them they just were gone Maybe mm-hmm. not Omega Supreme. I'd I'd have to you know think about that a little harder. But um, the re-release of uh, of Trypticon as Black Zarak, yeah, it was it was easy to find. They were everywhere. Scorponok. Uh, no, no, not Scorponok. Black Zarak. When they when they redid Scorponok as Black, yeah, but you Zarak, said it was tri- Trypticon. <laughs> oh, sorry. So someone would right. email. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Black Zarak was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so. For those three releases there, they seem to have it figured out that, okay, yeah. we'll just release less of them and, and we'll be okay. Um, but again, they just, I don't know if something kind of happened and they're like, well, we need to, you know, we, you know, the, the market needs to have more of these things. So they bump their supply back up and all of a sudden now the market's getting flooded with them again, but they never brought the price back down. That's so the these, problem. Yeah, so the the original retail price of these things back in the day was like 150 bucks and that was really quite reasonable. Um now you fast forward to now and we're talking $300 Canadian, you know, for these things. Well, I mean, how how much is a leader figure for you? It's like 80 bucks. Yeah. 70 so 79.99. It's 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 quite a lot. It's right? hard to justify collecting a lot of these figures. Especially the the giant ones. Oh yeah, I, like myself, I stopped completely on the Titan class when they stopped doing G one. I don't have the Ark. I don't have the Nemesis. I didn't buy the Audio Autobot Guardian. Right, the Cybertron, uh, the Cybertron Metroplex. 
I didn't buy Cybertron Metroplex. I have no intention of getting Tidal Wave, right? Like these are humongous savings for for me and my collection because of the the fact that they're crazy expensive and they really don't fit where I want my collection to be, which is generally G1 because I'm an old bastard and that's what I want my collection to be. Um, yeah. But I mean, but yeah. So anyway, these these figures end up being, you know, they go back into the 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 discount retail spots and yeah people go and find them you get scalpers yeah it happens you get scalpers go in and you find them all for 60 bucks they'll buy them all and then they'll end up at places like tfcon or they'll end up at uh, your local toy shows and stuff like that for 100 or 150 and these guys will make bank on them and you're still getting a huge deal right you're yeah. st- the crazy deal and yeah it's a it's a pain in the ass because yeah i wish i could have gotten one for 60 bucks it's true but are you really uh you know spending that much more if you end up paying 100 and they paid 60 i hate buying them off of scalpers too but if i can't get one like we don't have all these here in canada i wish we did we really don't have discount chains like that Right. There's maybe one or two, but there it's not a chain. It's like a a, a, a one off store that just kind of gets a deal like that. So y- you just got to get lucky and, and it's it, it doesn't really happen. So, you know, you've got to uh, you've got to find these these, this, you know, these you know, discounted toys uh, elsewhere, which when I go to the States, I hit up as many ollies as I can. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it kind of pisses me off that I can't find them for that, that cheap of a, of a price, but what are you going to do? Well, I think Deal with we're, it. we're also probably in, in a period where Hasbro is correcting kind of overproducing, like with, with all of the cuts we've been hearing that they're making, uh, both like in layoffs and, and like reducing, like maybe removing some figures from a line. I think they're they're we're in the middle of a correction period, and mm-hmm. I could see them doing fewer uh, tidal waves in the market, just like because that's what they can do right now. Sure. Going forward, I, I would think they're going to probably try to make it more exclusive, but it's just it's hard mm-hmm. to see it's hard to see that they're going to actually make the prices go down, which really would help everybody except them probably. Mm-hmm. But I think, for in my my opinion, the prices have just gone out of control. They're, they're too high. Um, they're too damn high. <laughs> if if you want to get, we can get back to this particular retailer as well. I don't blame them at all. Yeah, you know, if if they know that at some point, I mean, you can never know a hundred percent that these figures are going to end up at a discount chain, right? But you know, you can only base, you know, your your future actions on the the previous, you know, the history of what's happened so far. So it's their best guess as to what's about to happen. Now, like I said, with the three previous releases, the the Predaking, the Omega Supreme, and the uh, Scorponok, those things were just they just once the pre order was done and they got released, they they were gone. You can't find them anywhere. Right. And if you remember, if you were online looking for them at the time, people, I remember specifically when Predaking came out, people were screaming for when are, when is Predaking going to show up at Ollie's? When is Predaking? When I knew I want a Predaking, where's my Predaking? I need to get a Predaking from Ollie's. And I'm like, you should have pre-ordered it at retail, right? You can't, you can't bank on these things showing up at at discount short tour, uh, stores. And on one hand, I, I fully support this, this retailer not taking pre-orders because it's a humongous burden on a small retailer. The yeah. store that I help out at has a Cybertron Metroplex and I think a Trypticon in their display cabinets, right? They're huge. They are humongous boxes and he's got to charge, you know, what he's got to charge. He's got to charge a few hundred dollars for these things and it takes up a lot of space. Letting him sit is costing him money. Exactly. 
So can you really be upset with Kapow Toys by saying, I can't afford to take these things? It's go- They're going to cost me more money than they're worth. Yeah, and then seeing other retailers sell it for, you know, a third of the price exactly when you still have it and you know if you mark it down you're losing even more money yeah and when when these when these figures go to like an Ollie's or a Ross Hasbro is basically just mark you know taking a loss on the whole thing or I, they're probably not getting anything because i think it's coming from stock that other retailers had already paid for mhm so i i mean i i assume there's some kind of a loss but Hasbro has to clear out their warehouses, yeah. right? They can't have stuff from like six or seven years ago hanging around because they just can't, you can't sell it yet. They have to get it out there. Yeah. So that's what they have to do. They take a loss, move it out and, and they at least get something for it. Yeah. Right. Probably so get that's the whole right idea. Right. And these smaller retail chains, they need an option to say, look, this thing's been sitting in my, you know, in my storefront for four years. I can't move it. Can I send it somewhere? Can I, is there some kind of discount location that I can send, you know, a box of shit to, right? Because yeah. I can't sell it, right? But if you've been telling Hasbro, yeah, that the last cup two Titans did not sell well at all. And Hasbro doesn't seem to listen. Then you know you, you really can't blame them at all. Uh, Kapow Toys, that is. No, I can't. I but, honestly, I I can't blame Kapow Toys at all. And and frankly, I wish that the store that I help out at would do the same. Because frankly, I can't stand having to move these damn things around every now and then because they're just so big and they take up way too much retail space. Yeah, you know so. Yeah, it's it's and my store that I help out is is quite large and they have a lot of space, but it's not all transformers and these things end up on the floor, the boxes get all banged around and it's, you know, whatever. It's just well, the way it's the price of doing business, I guess, but yeah. You know, but, I mean, like Capel mentions like like Capel mentions the especially these Titans, there is not a lot of interest outside of the uh, general, like the the mainstream collecting audience, no. you're not going to find some, you know, mom going in looking for a transformer for their kid and be like, "Here, I'm going to buy this three hundred dollar giant figure." Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's insane, right? So think about the the ones that are not G- G1 as well. Mm-hmm. Like Cybertron Metroplex has had two toys, the original. And the new one, you're supposed to sell that to a to somebody who is not a collector. That's crazy, yeah. you know. Like you're trying to to expand the 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 you know the the market here and bring new people into it. This is a that was a figure specifically designed for collectors. Yeah, right. High price tag, extremely niche, and just incredibly large. Yeah. I do feel like tidal wave is going to do a little bit better because it does have better name recognition, but it's still too expensive. Sure. I mean, it's still, you, you know, there's only two toys of it. Yeah. Right. One's a repaint of itself. Right. And then there's this brand new one. So, you know, it, it's, it's another one of the same thing. Like, do you know the show that it's from? Okay, now I understand what it is. Like, if you did not watch Unicron Trilogy or whatever, is it Armada? I guess yeah. it's Armada. If you did not watch Armada, then what the hell do you know this figure from? Right. The comic book? Yeah, yeah right. Sense of the Wreckers? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Like, these... they're. I, I appreciate that they're making these figures, but these are incredibly niche figures. Yeah. Right. These are a hundred percent made for collectors. And I mean, it's, and even in the collector market, they are niche because you got to be into Cybertron. You got to be into, you know, yeah. into, I, into Armada as well. I kind of feel like the Titan class really should just be go, go to HasLab. And just 
the Titan Clash should be Haslabs. Yeah, I mean it's it's Haslab and and the Titan Clash is kind of weird because they're in the same price point yeah. at this point. Well, I mean I don't know. I mean these were what one fifty. They're cheaper now. Yeah, yeah. So I think they did find they with after Unicron they did lower the price a lot. Mm-hmm. So well, yeah. I mean obviously they're they're smaller, but it's uh it, it it's an interesting kind of dichotomy. You've got this figure that's smaller. It's more kind of it's it's. It's crazy niche as well. Like I, I, Deathsaurus, yeah, you know that's, but that is it's a project figure that you're mm-hmm. gonna wait a year for, right? So yeah, we know what we're getting into with that one. This is other. This other one's mass retail. Yeah, right. So I agree with you that it probably should go to to uh, um, to uh, to the uh, Haslab stuff. Um, that way they can just they know what they're they gotta sell, but on the same token. They may not make the, uh, you know, the uh, allotted amount either, right? Yeah. So anyway, right. Um, it's it's one of those things. I I fully agree with what uh, Kapow has to do uh, for themselves because they're brick and mortar. They they don't have like Hasbro is not going to give them money to stay open. Yeah. They're not going to bail them out if they if they start losing, you know, two three thousand dollars on a on a release, right? So yeah, they. Uh, they need to do what they got to do and and more power i think more power to the rest of the retailers as well to keep doing a similar type of type of thing yeah all right well uh, let us know what you think about this as well i mean you know are you in the uk directly affected by this or just what are your mm-hmm. thoughts in general about this whole situation and the increasing prices and all of that just uh go to feedback or transmissionspodcast.com/feedback and let us know we we'd love to um you know, include your thoughts in a future episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you buying the the tidal wave? I mean, are are you getting it? That kind of thing. I mean, we want yeah. we want to talk. Yeah. All right. Voicemail. Well, Send a voicemail. Yeah, voicemails are great. Um. All right. So uh, with that out of the way, let's get into trips to the store. The transmissions podcast will return after these messages. All right, and that kind of after that discussion topic, kind of funny with. Uh, both of us had to kind of, I don't know, this is not going to be the most expensive trip to the store ever. Uh, but no. before we get into that, uh, let's, uh, thank, uh, T Public, who has an, who does the merch for our store or for our site. Uh, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash T Public and get amazing, uh, designs for shirts, mugs. Uh, neither one of us are wearing <laughs> the shirts tonight, but, um, they have great stuff, uh, both from our show and pretty much anything else pop culture wise you might want. But if you go through our link, transmissionspodcast.com slash T public, we will get a little referral credit, um, regardless of whatever you buy there. And if they're not doing a 35% off sale when you go, uh, check back. Uh, they, they do those all the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I would definitely try to hit one of those sales and, um, Buy your stuff then. All right. So I think I'm going to go first because I, um, like you have the actual retail product. I have something I made. Um, this is the time of year where uh, my kid in Cub Scouts does Pinewood Derby and we had ours this last weekend. So I'm going to show off what he did because he's done a Transformers themed car every year. This year he chose Mirage and, you know, I did the cuts and then he did the paint job. This is what he wanted to do. <laughs> so this is his take on Mirage. He's got a toy hack sticker there and a toy hack sticker there, but did pretty good. He didn't place in the races this year, but, you know, he did okay. And then we, we do an outlaw division where the adults and siblings and stuff can enter cars and I did an Optimus Prime last year that won. So this year I took that one and just kind of changed it a little bit uh, and dubbed it Optimus Pine. Um, and I don't know. I, I think it did. It looks decent. Also, toy hack stickers on both sides. But um, I don't know. It didn't. It came in, I think, second or third place this year. But other other people 
really weighted down the cars and kind of blew me away. But anyway, that's what I got this year. Just, you know, people do really, really intricate customs and stuff. I, I take a, a block of wood and paint it. <laughs> There's not uh, a, a, like a, a weight limit that they well, can do? For, for the, the main races, it's five ounces. But for the outlaw, rules are out the window. Oh, damn. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is still the car I think we did the best job on. His first car, we did Bumblebee. And I, I really still think I can't top this. And it even has and one of the, that place. Uh, I can't remember. It It got most realistic in the voting that we do. Oh, okay. Um, but it also, it has, Toy Hacks does rub sign stickers and, and it works. Mm. So that's cool. So that's what I got. I miss doing, uh, the Pinewood Derby stuff. Yeah. They were fun. It was, it was well, fun. I, I always remember I, I did a really good job on one car. I was really proud of it. And, uh, like, uh, I made it like super aerodynamic. Uh, a yeah. friend of mine, his dad helped me, uh, put like varnish on it to make it like, you know, super, super slick. And I like sanded the tires to get all grippy and all this kind yeah. of stuff put some weights in the bottom of it i was like oh this thing's gonna do really well and uh and my brother who was a uh, in in cub scouts at the same time he really didn't care he put the wheels on the wood <laughs> just on the block of wood and i didn't place and he won yeah. i'm like well <laughs> yeah well, for the outlaw last year i spent a grand total of like 30 minutes on this optimus prime and basically it was just the cut to separate the cab from the trailer put the wheels on put a lot of graphite on and it won yeah. But this year, the family that, like, the one family, they had two kids, and then they helped another kid with theirs, and those three cars placed in the top six. One of them won. Wow. So it was like, this one guy was responsible for, uh, you know, a good portion of the winning cars. Well done. Uh, for me this week, I just grabbed something off the shelf. It's been a really busy week. And, uh, I just, uh, I'm about to leave on, uh, on a business trip again. So I'll be in the U S for them for, for the week. Um, looking for the but, Ollie's. Uh, yeah, I'll be hitting all <laughs> kinds of Ollie's. Um, but I, uh, just grabbed something off the shelf. This is my studio series Optimus prime with, uh, the Jetfire uh, add on. It's not an add on. Sorry. It's the Jetfire figure that I have just added on. So th- I think this is studio series 22. I think it's the 22 the dark of the moon. This is Revenge of the Fallen. Oh, where this that, happens. I hate that movie. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So this is I like I said. I think this is a Studio Series twenty two Optimus, and I think it's Studio Series thirty six Jetfire. Uh, if you if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but honestly, the numbering I don't care. Um, I just know these are the two that you have to get to work together, and uh, I like it. It looks good. I don't do a lot of uh, of Studio Series stuff. Um, but I definitely do more than I really wanted to. Uh, I really didn't want to do this line at all outside of the Studio Series 86 stuff. And then I ended up buying, like, I bought both of these. And then I got the entire Devastator set. And then I got the new Optimus. And I got both Starscream and Blitzwing. And, and you're yeah, like, I, was, I don't even like these movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like them. So, yeah. And then I have the Soundwave. And I have the RC. And I'm, uh, well, I, mean, how I have many a bunch. Force figures do you have and you don't like the show? <laughs> I have a lot of those. Yes. Number one Beast Force fan. That's me. Um, so yeah, I really like this figure. It looks good. Anything, it's, it's like combining Optimus is, is my kink. So, um, I'm, I'm really kind of into this, this kind of thing. So yeah, I, uh, I look around and I'm got, I've got like, you know, the, the, I think it was, uh, like all the Optimuses from like the, or, or uh, you know, what was it? The Unicron trilogy. I've got yeah. all those and all their combining stuff. So yeah, uh, I, I, a, a super duper Optimus mode is, is my, uh, is my jam. So yeah. Yeah. Right on. But that's it. That's cool. all I, I grabbed this week. I, I, I'm going to look for stuff while I'm in the U S uh, this coming week. So we'll see what I find. All right. Well, uh, I think that'll do it for trips to the store. And, uh, I snuck in a convention topic while you weren't paying attention. So let's get oh, into boy. some convention news. We now return to the Transmissions Podcast. All right. Well, 
it's almost time for DairyCon 2024 up here in Wisconsin. Uh, it is April, I think, 12th and 13th. And they have announced it's a their two day show now. Well, no, it's the, the first night is like just people hanging out and playing games and stuff. Damn. It, it's a one day show, really. But they've announced their first exclusive for this year. And it is How Famicom is Boy. It? <laughs> Famicom Boy. <laughs> this, this thing again. Okay. <laughs> so this is, I mean, they've, they've got the art from the original mystery of convoy, um, yeah cartridge for the famicom or i guess it wasn't even from the it was a commodore game wasn't it it was a commodore 64 game yeah, yeah. So, but but this is the famicom uh yeah they did it all because that's what the the toy is yeah the so. toy transforms into a famicom cartridge mm-hmm. so i think this is really cute I, we saw at the last tfcon um like a bunch of uh nintendo cartridge transformers i think um Proto Man was selling some. Proto Man was having them. I think Charles bought a few, a bunch of them. So yeah. So, um, anyway, I just I, I love this. Um, they're they're fun with their quotes and everything. Um, and just from from their logo, it looks like they're going to be doing a lot of video game related exclusives. Like mm. I think the Genesis is going to be coming up just from that that black and white grid. But uh, Dairy Con is a fun one day show in, in the Midwest where um, you can go and buy a bunch of stuff. I think uh, Artfire 2000 is going to be there this year um, with a booth. So if you want That's Japanese true. That stuff. is something that uh, is we did hear about. And if you are interested in exclusive, like Japanese, Japanese. exclusives, yeah, they. Uh, uh, Artfire 2000 uh, is a uh, is a uh, dealer who has some insane figures. Yeah. Like they're pricey, but you're ne- you'll never see these figures uh, anywhere else. Like these are yeah. some really really great things that you can get your hands on. And uh, the fact that they're going to DairyCon means that they must be in the area. So yeah, so very cool. If you can make it down to DairyCon, uh, I mean, you know. Just for that, I would it's, I would go. It's really inexpensive. Um, let me get here to the um, register. Pre-registration is open, and it is oh, it's like ten that, bucks, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't actually say on here, um, but it, it's really inexpensive. Um, let's see. Yeah, it was like ten bucks. It's all about, I can't find it. Here we go. Walk-in price is 10 bucks. Yeah, there you go. So uh, walk-ins receive one DairyCon attendee item pre-registration, or you can, you, to get exclusives, you have to pre-register. Hmm. So it, it's worth it if you're in the area. I'm planning on going this year. I um, haven't been in a few years for COVID or being out COVID of town or whatever. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. All right. Well, we're going to finish up the show now with a little feedback. So uh, we got some feedback from the last show, uh, 573, where um, on our YouTube page, uh, Stuart Tyler made some comments uh, when we were talking about the uh, crossover uh, code names and mm-hmm. speculating on what they are. Uh, Stuart suggested, uh, he said, I've always saw a Knight Rider Transformers mashup and crossovers should have been handled similar to the way Sergeant Slaughter was handled in G.I. Joe. It made perfect sense. In the Knight Rider rebooted series, Carr actually did transform. And he believes that uh, St. Peter Cullen did Carr's voice both times. So instant connectivity. And then he also suggested Motor Master as Goliath. Uh, from Knight Rider or Goliath mm-hmm. versus Optimus two pack. And then he also suggested a Trypticon Mecha Godzilla mashup or Trypticon Godzilla pretender. Interesting. So I don't know. I mean, Trypticon's a bit big, but I could see like a uh, Grimlock uh, Mecha Godzilla kind of mashup. The, I mean, they are correct uh, that, uh, um, Peter Cullen did do the voice of Carr, uh, and uh, 
it was it's a it's a very uh, interesting or, or um, cool piece of like little uh, IMDb trivia for uh, for people out there. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it is a little bit of a of a like a, a neat little crossover you could do. Yeah, um, Night Rider would be a very cool one. Um, Motormaster is Goliath. Motormaster is a, is a cool one as well, uh, just because you've got that big truck with the trailer connected. And, uh, and yeah, it's, uh, it could be done fairly easily. There's a bunch of, uh, a bunch of cool, uh, TV or movie trucks that could be done. Um, they should just do yeah. a, a series of 80s television shows. Pull in, you know, Knight Rider, A Team, Airwolf. You know, how, how many of these, you know, 80s shows had cool vehicles and just get them oh, yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, uh, and I mean, Triptychon is like he is a Godzilla, you yeah. know, just just painted differently. Like you know, that's it's perfect. Like that's a perfect one. Yeah, if they could, it's expensive. Do a smaller though. one. Yeah, yeah, it'd be expensive, but uh, yeah, it's that's a very good one. Well done, thank you. Cool. All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, we want before we go, we want to always thank our masterpiece donatrions, who are the the people that donate at the highest level. Uh, so thank you, John Forks, Loving Good, and Demon Tech 82. And if you would like to join them, uh, again, just go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support. And uh, again, our, our T public is transmissionspodcast.com slash T public. And you can buy our merch there. And um, you can just, you can make sure you subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. Uh, and I think that is it. So, Daryl, thanks for. Uh, joining me. Good luck at your your business trip. Thanks. And, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash Discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. Transmissions.